Welcome to Inside Muskegon, the podcast featuring Jason Kaisecki. Now, Inside Muskegon. Welcome to Inside Muskegon. This is episode number 12. I'm Jason Paisecki. The Inside Muskegon podcast is a weekly show featuring interviews with community leaders and comments from everyday people from Muskegon, Michigan. The goal of the podcast is to engage Muskegonites in a dialogue about the issues that affect our everyday lives. This week's show features an interview with Judy Hayner, a commentary on the interview, listener feedback, and information on contacting Inside Muskegon. As I said, our interview this week is with Judy Hayner, the Executive Director at the Muskegon Museum of Art. Now, on to the interview. I'm here with Judy Hayner, the Executive Director at the Muskegon Museum of Art. Thank you for taking the time out with Inside Muskegon today. Oh, thank you for having me, Jason. This is my first podcast. This will be a fun thing. (laughs) All right. Why don't we start out a little by uh, talking a little bit about your background and how you came to uh, work at the museum. The Muskegon Museum of Art is owned by Muskegon Public Schools. A lot of people don't know that, and I think in a few minutes we might talk a little bit more about the history. Uh, I was assistant superintendent of Muskegon Public Schools for nine years, and the museum was one of my areas of responsibility. Um, in in the grand scheme of things, it's probably the, the area that was the most fun, and it seemed to me a fairly natural um, um transition to come over here when our last director left i came in as an interim on an interim basis to get a better sense of the museum and they liked me and i loved the museum and i got to stay so what does your job entail here at the museum my position would be overall staff management staff supervision uh budget uh, finances fundraising development um just overseeing all of the operations of the museum Could you share with us a little bit about the history of the Muskegon Museum of Art? Certainly. It's a great story. Uh, Charles Hackley, uh, when he died in 1905, left to the Board of Education money to buy pictures of the finest kind. It's the Hackley Picture Fund. It was $150,000. That was in 1905. Um, The... Uh, school district at that point owned Hackley Library, and Charles Hackley's first wish was for pictures to hang in the library. It didn't take the Board of Education very long to figure out that that probably wasn't the best place for art of the finest kind, because usually they have books against the walls, not room to hang pictures. Um, by about 1911, the Board of Education had decided that they were wanting to build a facility to house the pictures of the best kind that Charles Hackley was interested in. So to honor his intent, uh, the Board of Education decided to build this building. And where is the museum located? We are at 296 West Webster, and we're right next door to Hackley Public Library. All right. Now, what is the importance of having an art museum in Muskegon? I think it's a rather remarkable um, asset that this community has, given, um, you know, we're not a really big town. It's a small town. Um, and But if you look up and down the lakeshore, Muskegon um, has the best cultural bones in, of any town along Lake Michigan shoreline. We have the art museum. We have a, the, uh, an excellent symph- symphony. We have the Froenthal Theater, and we have a civic theater system. And I think an art museum is a real asset. It's a quality of life issue for people um, and for businesses and um, people considering relocating. Uh, To have an art museum of this quality is a, a, a tremendous asset. Yeah, I definitely agree. It is a wonderful asset to have right here in downtown Muskegon. 
It's an amazing museum, and I think um, there's still a lot of Muskegonites perhaps that have not been to the museum or maybe don't realize we're here, but the art world knows we're here. Um, it's a, we are nationally accredited. We are uh, accredited by the American Association of Museums, um, and that's a real um, uh, privilege to be able to receive that accreditation, and we are, our reputation in the, in the art world is really quite secure. Yes, we're very fortunate in Muskegon to have the museum. Mm-hmm. Do you have a signature piece of art here? We have a couple of things that I think people are really... I think when people who know art come to the museum, I think they're a little surprised at what they see. Our um, American art collection primarily focuses on the, the latter part of the 19th century and the first half of the 20th century. We have some remarkable paintings. Probably one of the ones that we are best known for is Tornado Over Kansas by John Stuart Curry. When you were a kid and looked up Tornado in the encyclopedia, you probably saw an image of our painting. We've owned it since, since the 30s, and it's it's really our iconic piece, I think, in the museum. The other piece that I think we're um, pretty well known for is Edward Hopper's, Hopper's New York Restaurant. We are the only museum in Michigan to have a painting by Edward Hopper, um, and it's really a remarkable painting, and again, one of our, our true treasures in the museum. Yeah, those are fantastic artists, and to have you know, art of that caliber right here in Muskegon is something to truly treasure. It really is. I, the collection has, um, you know, our collection is um, excellent and, and includes many of the American masters. Now, where does the art come from that you have here? Actually, when you when you look back, um, starting in 1911, which is when we acquired the first painting, which was actually before the building opened, um, the art has been acquired through the use of the Hackley Picture Fund that I was talking to you about earlier. Charles Hackley left $150,000 in 1905. We've used that fund to purchase almost 600 works of art. Uh, it was used, the Board of Education borrowed money from it to build the building, paid the money back with interest. And today, that $150,000 fund is over $200,000. It's, um, it's, a, it's a great story of stewardship, I think. Um, so many, much of the art has come either through the use of the Hackley Picture Fund or from donors. Um, every single thing in this museum really has come from private money, uh, people who have wanted to donate either the money to acquire art or to donate works of art. Now, I know you're probably biased, but how do you feel the Muskegon Museum of Art compares to other art museums in Michigan and around the country? I, I certainly am biased, but it's it's common to have a lot of people. A lot of people say that we're one of the best small museums in the Midwest, if not in America. We have an excellent collection and an ex- excellent standard of care and an excellent um, array of public programming. Well, I, I I think people would definitely be impressed who maybe haven't been here or been here in a while by the quality of the art and, in addition, the the facility. It's just immaculate, and it truly is amazing to to come and just look around. It is. It is. And it's a fun place to be. I think one of the things that people who aren't around very much might not realize is that there's a whole lot of things to do here. Uh, we really uh, pride ourselves on our variety of public programming, um, whether it's exhibition openings and receptions or uh, Salon Thursday, which is an opportunity for artists to come and show their work one night and to meet, meet other artists. Uh, we have fi- a film series. We have art classes. We have Super Saturdays, which is for uh, parents and their children. Uh, there's just a tremendous amount of uh, varied activity going on here all the time. 
Now, before you talked a little bit about the stewardship and the role of the community in the museum, how integral do you feel that is, and how's the Muskegon community doing today to kind of keep up that tradition of Charles Hackley? I think that we have amazing community support. We probably have at least 1,500 people who are members of the museum. Currently, we're hoping to get that number well over 2,000 this year, um, and it's our membership that um, we invite uh, all of our events are open to the public, but our members are the people that we talk to on a regular basis. We we mail our newsletter and our invitations and our calendars to our membership. Uh, we have great public support. We also have great corporate support. In the last few years, we've had a lot of uh, success in getting the corporations in the Muskegon area to help us bring some of the quality exhibitions to the community that we have. Now, speaking about your calendar, what are some of the upcoming exhibits you have and what does the future hold for the museum we have um probably about about every 12 weeks we have new exhibitions on schedule uh four of our galleries are devoted to changing exhibitions so there is something new um pretty regularly coming here to the museum uh we have upcoming we have a couple of wonderful shows currently on um on display we have a show called every day is a page which features the uh, work by two columbus ohio african-american artists and then coming in february we have a latin american graphic show which i think will be remarkable we have not featured uh latin american art um, to my knowledge at the museum so we're really excited about that and we also have a an exhibition that's an invitational it's called Self, Portraits and Narratives, and we invited about 100 artists that we knew, uh, whose, whose work we knew, to do self-portraits. And that show also opens in February. It's going to be fabulous. So it's not only diversity in style of art, but it's also cultural diversity and different uh, ethnicities bringing art to the museum. Absolutely. We are real conscious of trying to make sure that we can um, highlight the different cultures of uh, the people who live in our community, and we're very proud of doing that. What do you like best about your job at the museum? <laughs> um, it's just fun. I got to tell you, it's just fun. I haven't had this much fun in a long time. Um, I like, uh, we have a tremendous staff. We're small but mighty. Uh, the museum really lives larger than we are. Um, very dedicated group of people that work here. I love the um, the local involvement we have from the artist community. Um, this uh, show that I talked about earlier, the self show, is going to be just tremendous fun. There's so much talent um, around us. And I like being reminded of that every day. I think in this world, it's it's really great to have, to be reminded of the um, positive accomplishments that people can, can make um, when they try. Small but mighty. I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great museum and it's fun. We had an opening last week um, and showed the color purple. We had probably 100 people here. It's just, you know, there's always something to do here. And I think in Muskegon, that's important. I mean, it's important to to make available um, interesting um, activities and interesting things to think about. Yeah, I think that is definitely the challenge in Muskegon and something that, you know, we as a community need to realize that there are things like the museum and the Frauenthal and the theater. And, you know, there's a walk arena with sports and everything going on uh, downtown and then in the outline communities and we really need to take advantage of that absolutely and i think that 
you know, I, I'm really proud of the role I think this museum will have in the downtown resurgence. I think that Muskegon is going to start to really recognize that it's in the area of arts and culture. Um, we have a lot of assets, and I think it's going to inspire more development downtown. I'm very optimistic about what's happening downtown, and I'm very proud of our role in that. Yeah, I, I believe sometimes people uh, take for granted what it would take to put a museum the caliber of the Muskegon Museum of Art in today's dollars. Well, and I've, I've actually had that conversation with some neighbors to it, uh, outside of the Muskegon area, neighbors to the south of us who who say, well, yeah, but you're in Muskegon. And it's like, okay, yes, we are. And I want to tell you, nobody's building new art museums today. There are no, there, unless you're Alice Walton from the, from Walmart, <laughs> money, you're not, you're not building and, and creating art collections. It's just unheard of. Uh, so to have this here and to be able to build on it is just remarkable. All right. I'm going to move on now to my last question. You have one minute alone with a person who has never been to the Muskegon Museum of Art. Make your pitch to get them to the museum. Oh, wow. Um, If you want something different to do, if you want to be able to think about um, again, what, 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 what we are capable of as human beings, this is the place to come. You can see things that are beautiful. You can see things that are, uh, provocative, thought produce, you know, thought, um, promoting, um, this would be the place to come. It's also a great place to, to meet some other Muskegonites. Uh, we have a great core of people that really have discovered this museum and, and come here on a regular basis because they know how much fun it is. So if you want to meet some interesting people, see some fabulous world-class art this is a place to come well thank you very much judy i really appreciate it you're welcome what a pleasure As I said in the interview, the Muskegon Museum of Art truly is a treasure, and quite frankly, it's something that we all take for granted. For anyone who said there's nothing to do in Muskegon, when's the last time you went to the museum? And you're probably saying to yourself, well, I don't like just looking at art that doesn't do it for me at all. Well, you're still not off the hook with the Muskegon Museum of Art. They have great events going on all the time at the museum. They have live music, films, seasonal events like Festival of Trees, parties, art classes, and dinners. And for aspiring artists, they have Salon Thursdays where local artists can display their art in a professional gallery setting. And there's not just good local and regional art at the museum, but there are world-class art pieces like the Tornado Over Kansas and Edward Hopper's The New York Restaurant. These are pieces that any museum of any size would covet. Now, I have a background in art with a degree in graphic design, and I've been to the Detroit Institute of Arts and Art Institute of Chicago several times, and while the Muskegon Museum of Art is much smaller than those museums, it can certainly hold its own. So I would encourage you, if you're looking for something to do, it's very inexpensive and it's affordable fun for you and your family to go down there and check it out and you certainly won't regret it for more information on the muskegon museum of art visit muskegonartmuseum.org i'm going to move on now to some listener feedback there were some good comments posted to the website after the george Arachek interview first one is i heard the presentation at the breakfast but your interview provided a good record and your commentary to developers to come to muskegon central city and develop I'll pass it on to a key friend. Your interview style? Great. I compare to Bob Edwards, formerly of Morning Edition. Question short and to the point. Thanks. Well, thank you for that comment, and I 
I'm quite impressed because I never even knew I had an interview style. So that's pretty cool that I'm actually even being compared to anybody. So thanks a lot for that. Next comment is excellent economic news for Muskegon. We're doing better than the rest of the state. Gains in manufacturing job, even with some job losses, is outstanding. Muskegon is where it's happening. It indeed is. Thank you for that comment. I want to thank everyone for all the comments posted to the website over the last 12 weeks. I really appreciate you all taking the time out of your schedule to not only listen to the episodes, but comment on the website. And with that said, I'm proud to announce a new way to leave listener feedback. The Inside Muskegon voicemail is now active, so if you have a comment you want to leave, we're going to play these back every week or every couple weeks, depending on how many we get. And the number to dial is 231-354-2332. Be sure to dial 1231 and leave your first name and city in the message. And before you leave a message, uh, refer back to the rules for Inside Muskegon, which can be found in the November 2005 archive on InsideMuskegon.com. Probably the most important rule is to just be civil and respect others with differing views when you leave your message. Every few episodes, we'll play a few voicemails. I think it'll be a great way to get some uh, new interactive feedback on the podcast and make you even more a part of each episode. So please... Try out the voicemail, let me know what you think, and I'll be anxious to hear what you have to say. That brings us to the conclusion of episode number 12 of Inside Muskegon. For more information, visit our website at InsideMuskegon.com. Inside Muskegon is produced by Jeremy Sear. For Inside Muskegon, I'm Jason Pisecki. Feedback is welcome at Jason at InsideMuskegon.com. This has been Inside Muskegon, the podcast featuring Jason Pisecki. Feedback is welcome at InsideMuskegon.com. 